Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Barger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me as per usual is my co-host, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Uh, <laughs> another day, another show, another thing I'm behind on watching. <laughs> I literally finished this week's topic about 10 minutes ago. And I, so. and I, know, and I know that she was watching this about 10 minutes ago because... Basically, for 45 minutes straight, I got message after message about how much Harry sucks. Um, It was like four. So <laughs> settle down. And surprise, we're talking about the long-awaited return of period drama World on Fire featuring television's worst character, Harry. <laughs> and we are joined by our regular World on Fire recapper and bestie, Janet Mullaney. Hey, Janet. Hello, thank you for inviting me. It's been so long since we uh, had World on Fire on the air. Oh my gosh, I yes. for, I really should have done more, like, <laughs> reminding myself of what happened. I just figured they would have, like, a previously on or something, but... Nope. Nope. No, that, was, that was up to us. There was... There was a sort of trailer that had some of the backstory, but not all of it. I just thought, I mean, like, you know, I thought it would be like previously on World on Fire and there would be like a minute or two of just information. Nope. Um, they because just let me tell you, you straight in. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe that's a good thing because it means that I have forgotten some of the things that they had to change due to all the back, you know, behind the scenes stuff that went on because, you know, the show last aired like mm -hmm. four years ago. So maybe it's good that I didn't remember some of that. But I also literally like we were meeting everybody's like long lost brothers and stuff. And I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> were they on the show before? I mean, I guess they were. But it's like my brain doesn't retain information from like yesterday, let alone <laughs> let alone like 2019. So good luck, y'all. I was going to say like, you know, the last time we covered World on Fire, we literally were still doing it weekly because we didn't actually like schedule our podcast in advance. We were just like, what's on the air this week? Okay, that's what we're talking about. I think, wait, did we actually record this one in the studio? Yeah, A few episodes we did in the studio? Yeah. Yes, these were the ones we actually did in the Before studio. Or the pod closet or my bedroom floor. <laughs> it's a different yep. world is what I'm saying. It's a different world then. Yes, it was. It was a very different world. And um, yeah, I um, I don't know. Like, this is probably one of the absolute last shows that got delayed by the pandemic to return because of its scale of ambition. And mm -hmm. I have to say that even though the scale of ambition also lost it, like its two main leads, which were Sean Bean, as we shall recall, and Helen Hunt, neither of which are in season two. Um, neither is my 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 Doctor Who fave, Arthur Darvel. Yes, bo R. both of oh, right. Yeah. They yep. got rid of him. Yeah. They got rid of him. They killed him <laughs> off in a battle. You know what is unfortunate? I actually remember his character's name, and it was Vernon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they killed him off. They killed Sean Bean off, because of course they killed Sean Bean off. Um, I guess they killed Cal Helen Hunt know, off. I well, don't know what happened to Helen Hunt. I guess, I know in the previews, I've seen some of the characters from the France storyline last time. Mm -hmm. No idea what their names are, but I know they're in France. And, and we didn't really do France this week, so I'm assuming... I'm assuming they're going to tell us what was up with that at some point. Well, okay. The other thing, uh, Brian J. Smith, who played Nancy's nephew, who was the connection to France, mm -hmm. 
also didn't come back because he also had conflicts. So he also won't be back. Yeah, but isn't his boyfriend still there? Yes, his boyfriend is yes. there in the camp. So he... The, the, the random assortment of knowledge that I remember from the first season is just like the breadth of it just is very impressive to me. Like, um, I don't remember basic facts like who Kaja's... That Kaja had another brother. Mm-hmm. Surprise. But I remember that the guy from Sense8 character in France had a boyfriend. Yes. And there was the Jewish, there was the secretly Jewish nurse who had a crush on him. Yes. Oh, right. She also will be taking over that storyline when we get to France. So basically Mm -hmm. those two get to kind of move up the 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 ladder as it were to take over the 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 Paris part of the world when we get there in future episodes. I mean, I'm assi- yeah. I mean, it's in the trailers, so we're mm-hmm. gonna get there yeah. eventually. Yeah. But this this episode is only England and Africa and Germany and a little and a little bit of Berlin, but a little bit of Berlin, right? Yes. Um. So uh, I uh I have to say that um Harry is still the worst. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I've sent many texts on this, but he's just the worst trash person. And, and putting, I putting, believe... his, putting everybody under, I, I mean, they're not actually literally under one roof, but they're like, they kind of are, they kind of are. Yeah. Um, was I mean, it really did sort of bring home. Well, like, wait, 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 before we get, before we get into the nitty gritty of stories and stuff, like, let's just, how do we feel about the show being back? Do we feel, do we feel like this episode was good do we feel like this sort of kept the quality intact do we think that the show is still interesting despite the fact that it's you know clearly when they first released the first season i read something with the showrunner and he had like a five-year plan and clearly that Mm five-year plan is like in the toilet so i i don't know how do we feel about this sort of resurrection of this okay janet go first i'm really glad to see it back and uh, and I don't. I think Harry is getting better. I think there is some character development. I we're going to come back to that because I yes. have like some. I have some <laughs> thoughts about how that is not true. But. <laughs> I said he was better. I didn't say he was sainted. Okay. Um, I have to say that in the same. Uh, when we sat down to watch season one, I was not thrilled. I I had this very basic expectation of what to expect from. It's a British show on PBS about World War II period drama. And the show completely upended all of my expectations. And I loved it. And when we came back, I was a little afraid that it wouldn't it wouldn't be as good or that my memory was basically making it better than it was no actually i am incredibly impressed with season two now Mm -hmm. i admit unlike Lacey, i actually have watched all six episodes because i had to review this for salon well i've i've you know what i've only watched one episode so i'm with you listeners yes because i no 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 because that's how you function and i I respect that um i actually read janet's uh season uh premiere recap in order to remind myself where we stopped because I desperately needed to remind myself where we stopped so I wouldn't script this week on, on this episode. Um, but honestly, like, the thing is, is that what took me aback was when we went to Egypt mm-hmm. and that new storyline. And when we get to that, like, I, I want to talk a lot about that when we get to that, yeah. because that to me really sort of embodied why this show is as good as it is and why people should be watching it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've only, as I said, watched the first episode because I don't trust myself not to talk about things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pretend to be like psychic or prescient or something. And I've just watched screeners. So I've only watched the first episode. So I'm assuming 
I'm assuming based on what Annie and Janet have told me that the rest of the season will also be good. I think the first episode is, I think the vibe of the show is still there. I still think it's really good. I think they really could have done with like a previously. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, for me, like it's unfortunate that like some of my favorite things about the show, because y'all, y'all know that I'm in this for the shipping. Um, uh, are gone now. I was really into Lois's dad and and Ravina and wanted that like so bad, and now he's dead and she's bitchy. Well, well she always was. She always was. And and I loved Vernon and Lois because Vernon was like eight million times better than Harry, and Vernon is not now also dead, and Harry is still freaking here. <laughs> so that's great. I'm really glad that we've decided that Harry is just the most important part of the show. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm very intrigued to see where it all goes. I feel like the sort of, uh, I really like the introduction of the Africa thread. I think that's super interesting and we should definitely mm-hmm. talk about that more. Um, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about the weird, like Nazi child breeding program. Uh, yeah. Revolted. Okay. All right. So <laughs> let's, mean, let, yes. let's, let's, let's backtrack and let us sort of take this storyline by storyline. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's start with, we start with Lois and, and Ooh, Connie. I, you know what I think would be helpful for people to see? Like how much time has passed between the finale and the beginning of the okay, season? Because a year. It took me, it took me out of it for a second trying to figure out what the hell had happened. But like Lois clearly has a baby. So time has passed. Okay. So we, we end with the bat, we end with the battle of Britain which is 1940. Yeah. It is now 1941 and the bombing campaign of Manchester is underway. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first thing you should know. Um, So Vera is, Vera was just born at the end of season one. Vera is now about a year old. Okay. So it's been about a year. Oh, she isn't a year old. She's she's about five months, I think. Five months old? Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Five, six months? Okay. She doesn't look big enough to be a year old, but TV babies are always full of life. Yeah, they really are. Like, I, I, I can never tell how old a TV baby is supposed to be. I thought she was supposed to be about a year old. <laughs> There's people out there giving birth to these kids that are clearly, like, nine months old, like right. gigantic children. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so Lois and Connie are basically, they've given up their singing careers and now they are, Lois is an ambulance driver and Connie is basically her sidekick. Um, And basically Lois is driving like she hopes to crash the ambulance and kill herself. And it's really, really scary. And Mm -hmm. it really shows how much she's not dealing with the fact that she's lost both her father and her fiance. Um, His name is Vernon. Vernon, thank you. I'm uh, just really proud that I remember his name is all. You know that it's not, that's rare for me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, Rabina is basically functioning as babysitter to Vera while Lois is working, um, along with her housekeeper and Jan. Meanwhile, Harry and Kasia have now come home from Poland. Um, and honestly, like this time he brought Kasia with him instead of somebody else. And he thinks that he's going to, like, basically drop her off and leave her there and go off somewhere else and she'll be happy and healthy and, like, I don't know. I don't know what the frack he thinks because he's an idiot. And she is, she basically gets to take over both the sexual PTSD that Helen Hunt had and Sean Bean's PTSD he had from World War I. And she basically gets, like, all of this in one character now stuck in manchester mm. she's she's angry she gets 
all the great lines in season one like she or mm-hmm. in in episode one like she gets the thing about i'm i'm not a mother i'm not a wife i'm a soldier she gets mm-hmm. i was she she gets that bit about you know i killed more nazis than you ever will yes <laughs> oh man like mm-hmm. i cheered when she did that like there is she she is she, she is the- she's so too good for harry i'm sorry you know, and that moment where she's just like, you married that that line about, you know, I'm just a woman you got trapped with because your timing was wrong. Like, Ooh. oh, right. Like, I actually I- really I actually really liked the, the bit where she because she's she's 100 percent correct because she says that he is in love with the idea of her. Yes. And not yeah. the person that he act- she actually is. Like, yes. he's in love with the idea of this girl that he saved from horrors in a country in, under siege and. She's like, no, I want to go kill some more Nazis, but mm-hmm. he doesn't see that part of her at all. Yeah, I think that I think part of the problem is is that you know the last time we saw Harry and and Cassia together, uh, they were running into the woods, being shot at, and then so that was the end of the first season, um, and so now we have them coming home on a bus, um, because presumably they they have been called back. Um, Harry was there um, helping the resistance. And so now he's been told to go back to his regiment. It all seems sort of peculiar, but there you go. Um, and uh, I mean, Kasia is so sad. Oh, there are definitely little plot holes here and there that don't make yes. any sense. Right. Like he was fired from his regiment. How is he back? Whatever. <laughs> You know, like, why does he have to go and ruin the best part of the season? Like, go somewhere else. Okay, yeah, right. Like, no, honest- no, I, I, I think I should speak up for Harry because I really think he's trying. He thinks he's doing the best for his wife because he's a guy. Of course, he knows about these things. Yes, he's he's a very limited human being. I agree with yes. that. Well, <laughs> look at his mother, um, and I mean, he's trying to do his best for her. And there was one very touching moment in the scene where they were all thrown together. Um, and I think the uh, one of the other characters was holding the baby and Harry was standing there sort of making clutching motions with his hands because he wanted to hold his baby and he wasn't allowed to do it. So see, I think Harry is becoming slightly more decent human being it's difficult it, it is difficult to tell though i mean i want him i think he's becoming i think he becomes a better soldier i really wanted to see that because that's that's his job that's what he should be doing but he is still basically an idiot Yes, he is. And man, can I just tell you, when Robina lit into him like, listen, you come here, you dump Jan on me, you dump Lois on me, you dump this baby on me, and now you are dumping Cassie on me, and now you are taking off for Africa? Yes, like he's going on holiday. Well, yeah, because the pro- one, of the many, one of the many, many problems with Harry is that he... Oh, how do I want to phrase this? He just does not understand. Like, he's never experienced, like, a real consequence. Yes. <laughs> like, himself. Because he just dumps it on his mom, or he dumps it on Kazia, or he, j- he just he just deposits it somewhere and then goes off and, and does whatever he wants. Like, I, I, cannot, I cannot accept that Harry is getting better until Harry actually starts taking responsibility for some of the choices that he's made. Like, he has made, like... I don't know. Lois seems really chill about him and the baby thing. So if he really wanted to hold the baby, he could probably hold the baby, mm-hmm. except he doesn't ask. 
I think he felt and, the women were ganging up on him. Well, he deserves. But <laughs> But um but you know I feel like I feel like he he only even tries to see Kazu's point of view when Lois bullies him into it. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I love that for her, but that doesn't make any sense to me for her as a character kind of. I mean, I get she's like I've lost everything. Let me tell people about that. But mm-hmm. I just don't feel like that did, that that seemed more plot driven than character driven in that moment for me that conversation she has with him but like mm-hmm. he just uh, until he starts actually trying to do things for someone other than himself like i just i can't with him like he's just like oh i'll just do it like my mom will just take care of it yeah i gotta mm. i absolutely have to agree with Lacey yes there. but then but then he digs himself in deeper because he's caught in this awful sort of power struggle with his mother and she walks all over him and she always picks him i mean i thought Team ravina i'm sorry yeah it, it <laughs> is ravina but you know i i really thought wow you know harry's having a visit home and ravina hasn't hasn't ripped him a new one yet oh and she does my, yes yes well, she yes she she, she does it's like the right moment she yes, waits so she she knows she knows she doesn't have to rip it until wait she waits she waits she waits now it's like a predator I love oh it. it's great but um but the other thing is is like two no, i i am unabashedly team ravina but the thing is is that he doesn't ask her mm-hmm. about any of this he just yeah. dumps it all on her and expects her to deal with it and i think she's allowed to feel some kind of way about that yeah mm-hmm. like he doesn't treat her any better than he treats the other women in his life i would absolutely yeah. agree um okay so the other thing that i want to talk about in manchester um from the old characters before we move to the new ones is our quick moment with tom um ian mitchell to- tom is lois's brother it took me a second yes. to be like who the hell is okay this okay I okay he died on a submarine yes no no no, no. i thought he- his ship had gone down but no 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 he <laughs> did he did not die in a submarine if you recall at the end of season one he mm-hmm. was trying to desert and he gets declared dead and he crosses the mountains to Spain. Yes. And he's supposed to be hiding out. But mm-hmm. apparently oh, all not. that went out the window at some point. And now he's back in Manchester discovering that the house has been destroyed and Sean Bean is dead. Mm-hmm. Well, and being an excellent to his sister who has literally dealt with everything while he's been mm-hmm. out there, like, hiding in the Spanish mountains or whatever he actually did. Like, get bent but honestly honestly it doesn't really matter because the fact of the matter is is that world on fire can't really use him very much because he has a very rigorous schedule of dragon flying and cousin beheading <laughs> to do over oh, house, right. of the he's house of the dragon <laughs> so he's only really here for like two episodes i will say that like i don't like i get that they feel like they had to bring him sort of more into the central narrative mm-hmm. because like lois doesn't have anybody else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he's also just like not at all interesting. Yeah, I, I gotta say, like, I loved him. I loved him as a snarky character. Like, I loved mm-hmm. him for one-liners. But honestly, like, his return makes no sense. It is mm-hmm. a massive plot hole. And I know for a fact he can't be around very much because of all the actors. Well, I just didn't who, really who, need who... somebody else to be a jerk to Lois either. Yeah, like, that's true. Alone. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, of all of the actors who, between seasons one and two, other than, uh, other than Howard King, who went and became a Disney prince, Ian Mitchell is the one whose career really went... <laughs> 
Like, oh, all no, I the way what's, off. I thought yeah. What's-His-Face was in The Little Mermaid. Yes, yes. That's who I said. Howard King is, uh, Jonah Howard King is the, uh, is Harry. He was, yeah, a pr- right. he's a Disney prince. Him and Ian Mitchell are the two whose careers really just shot the moon in between mm-hmm. seasons. Well, we are in the middle of the Leslie Manville renaissance. Okay, so. yes, that's true. But she, Leslie Manville was already a name, okay? Nobody had heard of those two until this, right? Okay, anyway. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, yeah, I just don't need Tom. I don't need Tom's subplot. I don't, I, like, Lois I actually assumed have... he wasn't coming back at all in season two. I was really surprised to see him. I thought he was dead. Yeah, what? I don't know. I mean, I would really rather just watch her and her because I really liked where they were kind of going with like Lois and Rubina's relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I would have mm-hmm. really watched, really rather watched, you know, it's like <laughs> it's like Rubina's house of misfit toys. But <laughs> I would have really rather enjoyed. I'd rather seen like the two of them mm-hmm. having gotten closer or something rather than the brother that I've truly thought was dead this feels like when you find out like a very old celebrity <laughs> has passed away and I, this happens to me all the time so i'm assuming it must happen to other people and i'm like oh i had not realized that person was still alive that's very sad <laughs> and that's kind of how i feel about this okay how do we feel about the addition of david the uh the... oh the himbo the himbo, the himbo uh, yes squad. yes um i wish he'd had more to do I mean, he will have more to do, but he is he was, not Vernon. He was just briefly no, no. He's uh, he's not a gentleman. He's he's in your face Jewish, and he is very unpopular. Bless him. Uh, and um, I mean, we just didn't get enough of him. I mean, they could have had the same lines for him both times in his scenes. But I guess he is going to stick around because obviously he has survival skills like no one's business. <laughs> yeah, the ladies. The ladies are his survival skill. Listen, <laughs> I, I got to say, okay, listen, as the uh, as the podcast token Jew, um, I would have preferred them simply to go to France and give the Jewish storyline to the secret Jewish nurse who is living in Vichy, mm-hmm. France. That is a far more interesting place to go. And we already have her. We already know that she's going to support that story. Why are mm-hmm. we doing this? Well, I think it's because they don't have Vernon is what it is. Oh, and because... so this is supposed to be a setup for Lois is what is your is your thought? Oh, 100%. This is going to mm-hmm. be a setup for Lois. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Number one, 100% this is going to be a setup for Lois. But they need the angle into like the the people fighting the Blitz at home. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where the himbo flying squad is going. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why that character exists it's because they don't have Vernon. But unfortunately, as much as I like this actor, whose name is, I think, Greg Sulkin, mm-hmm. he was wonderful on Marvel's Runaways. He really anybody, was. He was so good on that. So I really like this actor, but this character kind of makes me want to make sure my drink is covered. <laughs> <gasps> I'm just saying, he does not seem trustworthy or nice. He's hot, though, so... All right, so um, I wouldn't accept a drink from him at a bar. Let's put it that way. Okay, so moving on from the Manchester pilots, let's uh, talk about the German pilots a little bit, um, who they were attacking and who were basically are in over to Berlin. Now, mm-hmm. um, be- basically, we lost our in in Berlin, which was uh, Helen Hunt. Last season, um, for season one, Helen Hunt's job was basically to show us the atrocities that the Nazis were perpetrating against the mentally ill, um, the disabled, those with Down syndrome, etc. Um, basically, this, 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 this first round of ethnic cleansing and, and genocide against those who they saw as 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 weak as 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 genetic outliers that they, that needed to be that needed to be taken out of the gene pool mm-hmm. um 
with that with with her character now gone they needed to find a new way to show season two's german atrocity of the season um and so season two's german atrocity of the season is apparently going to be the lebes lebensborn lebensborn uh uh yeah um yeah i breeding the master race this one is a this one's kind of a tough one for me to talk about i don't like I mean, I know why they chose it. I get mm-hmm. why they chose it. It's um, this was actually the final years of it. It actually, I believe, this was one of those things that they started in the mid thirties. Um, so this had been going on a while already. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they brainwashed girls, underage girls, and they took them to nurseries and they had them raped by ss officers with the goal of impregnating them with super babies was the idea nice blonde babies and and marga um who is played by miriam schwick uh no schwick I'm sorry, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. She um, she is just thrilled. She thinks this is so glamorous and exciting that she is one of the chosen ones. She's going to have babies for the fatherland. Yes, baby for the fatherland. Nice blonde babies. I wish I, I wish I knew how to really feel about some of these German storylines. Mm. I mean, honestly, the idea is that you are seeing how this is something that they don't show a lot of in these World War II dramas. And this is one of the reasons why I think World this is one of the reasons why I think World on Fire is really a worthy show. Because you don't see this kind of story usually told where her parents literally are terrified of telling her not to do this because they're afraid she'll report them. I, I will say that so, I don't know if the, what I'm about to say is like controversial or not, but it's something that that I that I did wonder about while I was watching this. And mm-hmm. and you're right. I do like that they that they don't pretend that the war is only happening in in allied countries. Mm-hmm. I also question their need to constantly find like a good German. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I do, like I don't. I I really think that it would be more powerful if they didn't feel the need to hedge their bets on it mm-hmm. so much. Not that I really want to watch like high school girls decide to have like kids for the Reich or whatever but like there's a, like there's just they always just have to like I don't know they're afraid to push it but so far mm-hmm. which right. I get I guess is just because they don't think modern audiences will watch it and I'm not saying that would be particularly fun mm-hmm. but it would be honest um I think okay I think a better way of saying it is not that it that's that that they keep finding good Germans mm-hmm. because these guys aren't good Germans Mm-hmm. None of these people are good. Mm-hmm. Um, these people are, I mean, this teacher says, I'm against the government raping your daughter. But mm-hmm. in the end, is he really going to do anything? Because the parents tell him, but the frack out. And the parents are going to let them. Well, no, but it's very, they, it's very pointed that they make him say that, though. Yes. Right. Okay, true. But the parents are going to let the government. Because I feel like a lot of teachers would have been like, this is a great honor for your daughter or whatever the yeah. party line was. Even if they didn't believe it, yes, I don't know. But the I thought I thought the interesting thing was that when he said, you know, it is possible that your daughter is being recruited by, um, by Lebensborn, um, the mother's immediate reaction was to say, "You must be a liberal," and that just sounded so familiar. Um, 
and and the, and the fact that they they were scared of their daughter, their their little blonde darling, turning them into the SS was yes. just it was just quite awful. Um, I was reading. There's an article that 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 um it was uh in my Discord group recently about uh. The Nazi hunters who are literally at this point going after uh, nonagenarian secretaries whose mm. work helped make sure that people were rounded up properly to be killed in the, mm. in the, in the concentration camps for whom these places were the office. Where they, where they, where, where, where they, where they fell in love, and they, and they, and they, and they, and they cursed at the printers, and they, and they, and they had like you know, you know, they, they typed quickly and so forth, and 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 had and and flirted and 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 ate lunch and so forth while bodies were burning behind them, yeah. and and that what that is what the show is trying to convey with these stories, I think, is that sort mm, of it's casual. Not, it's not doing that. I, 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 yes, I think you're right. I think in that it is pulling its punches. I it is, think... because I couldn't tell through that whole scene with the parents, and I feel like this should be something that the show makes clear to me, whether or not they are into this or not. They are. I mean, they are, but they're also like, we can't say we're not because our daughter might have us arrested. So, like, I'm like that Oprah gift. Like, what is the truth? Okay, right. Well, the, well they're clearly both afraid of her um telling her brother about it because they they think that he is not going to approve of it i mean probably not i feel like most people should not do that but also in the <laughs> i feel i don't know i just i wish that i wish that segment of the story went a little and it feels really wrong to say this because we're literally talking about like child coercion here mm. is is i wish it went a little harder don't, <laughs> okay no i'm not i'm not saying that you're wrong um, and I don't know if the show would have the balls to go full, like, you know, like the, the, the paper company, the office, Ricky Gervais kind of thing at a concentration camp for season three. But that's mm. what they are trying to do. They just don't mm. quite have the nerve. And I think if they really and truly did that. I mean, it would be horrifying. It would like be said, horrifying. I think it would but, be honest. Yes. And I, I don't know. Like, it's it's like if we're going to go there by being like, they're breeding high schoolers yes. in a high schooler breeding program. Yes. Like, I, I mean, we're not going to, like, it's not that much further. <laughs> it really isn't. No, it's not. Um, but, so, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess it is important because, I mean, I certainly did not know. I mean, I, I imagine that I sort of expected that this was happening but i didn't know there was like an, a, a you know a fully authorized program for this oh <laughs> yeah yeah it was a policy it was a, mm -hmm. it, it was amazing and 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 what's also amazing is that ordinary people like marga and her parents began to think this well this is okay this makes sense it's what the Fuhrer wants this is and, normal oh gosh when yes, that girl the yeah. little girl well i say i keep saying little girl but she's got a she's Oh, the actress is yeah. in her twenties, but she's supposed like, to be well, sixteen. No, I mean the kid, the character is like a high schooler. So. Yeah, she's supposed mm -hmm. to be sixteen. So, yeah. like, she has the line about like not just like all the inferior races, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So that. Uh, okay. So I think that that. So we've we've covered Manchester. We didn't go to mm -hmm. France this week. We've covered uh Berlin, which leaves us with Egypt. Um, and that to me is really and truly the reason. 
and that I am trying to get everyone to tune in to World on Fire mm-hmm. this season. Um, listen, I have I, I I've always sort of known that that there were that that the British Army had Indian regiments. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was kind of aware of that as a thing, and I knew that. India's entry into the war was sort of not a thing that India got to choose that like the 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 viceroy just kind of said oh yeah yeah no India's in and India was like we are excuse you yes but at the same time India was heading for India was heading for partition yeah, I was going to say, is that the partition and like, isn't partition like five years from this? Yes, yes. yes. Partition was in, it was in 47. And I understand that the Indian national, that the Indian, that the Indian uh, national movement was basically galvanized by being sort of like put into the war by fiat. Like I did understand yes. that, but I didn't A, realize that millions, and I mean millions of not just Indians, but, but all from all of the colonies that all of mm-hmm. the different countries that were colonized by the British mm-hmm. volunteered for the army to fight the Germans. Mm. I have never in my life seen that in a, in a, in a World War II drama or movie, and I have never seen it from the point of view of the colonized. How about the English patient? Mm, I love that movie. Yes. Okay, yes, there are, but it's not, it's not front and center like this. No. Oh, we should do that. We should do that on Classics Revisited, by the way. Put a pin in that. I love that movie. Oh, you, we should. Oh, yeah. I'll write that down as soon as we're done with this podcast. But yes, um, I think that might be the closest thing. Um, but I was racking my brain when I was writing my review for Salon, trying to think if there was anything I could think of that was even close. Well, I think most World War II stories don't even focus on this, this particular theater. Like, let alone right. the people fighting in it. Yes, and and that I have ne- the 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 whole the whole storyline with 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 uh with Rajiv. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Ooh, wait. Let me just get this out of the way because I just have to say this. He is so hot. Like I just cannot. He's a whoo. I said it like, first. You did, but we weren't recording. You can say it now, though. Um, you can you can agree with me because I just yes. like it is distracting. Yes, yeah. I will absolutely say that he. I am the most is, shallow person in the world. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine that he. Yes, he is distractingly hot, and honestly, he's distractingly hot, and he is super heroic. I mean, yeah, that's like super thing with smart and capable. Yes. He's just like. Maybe, maybe he, Kasha deserves that man. Oh, Why is Harry huh? being sent to ruin this? Right? Like, there's a reason that Harry is not taking Kasha to Egypt, and it's because he would lose that girl in five seconds. Um, and, 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 and rightly so. Because, my God, that whole scene with the landmine detector and the stretcher. Oh, and, horrendous. Oh, 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 my God. Like, I was, uh, that was one of those clutching like mm-hmm. your, your yeah, like so tense yeah those are the best moments of world oh. on fire aren't they when you get so involved with something small yet very significant that mm-hmm. one of the characters is doing and i thought it i thought that was just brilliant and seriously, we've literally just met this character. I've yes. known him for all of three minutes on a screen. And I was like, please don't die. Please don't die. Please don't die. You're my new favorite character. Oh, my God. This is my new favorite story. Like, please don't die. Please don't die. Please don't die. And then after that, I realized that Harry was going to Egypt and I threw something. <laughs> and Stan is there. So he'll be there with Stan. 
Yeah, all yes. right. That's yeah, his one name. thing. One thing I loved <laughs> about about the sappers was when the commanding officer um, was talking to them about their mission, and um, he and he says that you'll be led by two officers. One of them is English, and that's Stan, and the other not so English, and he looks very <laughs> uncomfortable. And the camera moves out, and there he is with a bunch of men from India um, looking at him very impassively. It was a lovely moment. Yeah, they really do. They really do get the, 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 the I mean, we refer to these as, as, as what, microaggressions, but that's such a macroaggression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, no, I was just going to say, I was just going to say casual race. Yes. <laughs> casual like, every day. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's straight macroaggression right there. Like I was like, damn. Um, anyway, like that is my new, I don't care that that we get like all of one scene there. That is my new favorite storyline. That is the reason to watch this series this season. It is also my favorite thread at the moment. Well, except when Rabina's doing anything. Okay. Yeah. But, <laughs> Fair. Um, but, um, I think it's because it's, it's honestly, I haven't seen this story before. Do you know what I mean? I haven't <laughs> seen like a version of this before. I don't <laughs> actually know very much about what happened in the theater or, or anything so mm-hmm. it's really i don't want to be like it's nice not to know if anybody's gonna die or something horrible is gonna happen but i kind of don't know if anybody's gonna die or something horrible is gonna happen so it you know i feel like i've seen i've seen england get bombed to hell before mm-hmm. yes. not that that's not still not that that's not still affecting it's not mm-hmm. that the show is not doing it yeah. well and but, i mm-hmm. will also say that usually it's london this time it's manchester hey that's a change like, you know, they, they, they are at least switching it up a little bit that way. But we have seen Vichy France before. We have seen Berlin before. We mm-hmm. have seen... We've never seen this. This is yeah. truly new. Yeah. And for me, that is... To me, this is really the reason why I stopped and said, okay, no, you win. You're back. Mm-hmm. And I want five seasons. Mm-hmm. Well said. And this is just episode one, and we are already at 40 minutes. I know. Yeah. I was going to say, I want to ask like, what you guys want to see in season two, but you guys have both seen the rest of season yes. two. So I, I'm sorry. I, I can't ask you that. Well, I want to know what you want to see, though. What because... I want, I want more of the, uh, I want more of the Africa storyline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, that means Harry, which sucks. <laughs> I will say, okay, okay, okay. Without giving you anything, I will say that Harry does function as a very good conduit. And actually, in that, I will mm-hmm. almost agree with Janet that Harry, I don't say he gets better. I will not agree that Harry gets better as a person. <laughs> okay, I will not. But I, I mean, will I'm glad say. That he serves like a function to keep yes. people alive or whatever, yeah. but he's mm-hmm. still abandoned. Like, how many people, be- how many people is he like dropped off at his mom's? I yeah, mean, I come on. <laughs> I know. Like, I would not be surprised if, like, at the beginning of season three, we get like one or two of the characters from Egypt just like show up at Ravina's house and like live there now. Um, but that's not, that's neither here nor there. It is just like, it's just like the island of misfit toys. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that I feel like. I feel like if Harry in season one was supposed to be the inversion of your typical World War II hero in mm-hmm. that he's absolutely like he's the guy on the poster and he's utterly useless and dumb as dirt. Right. Like, and I really did feel in season one, that was sort of the point of him. I feel like in season two, they use him better as a conduit to mm-hmm. tell the stories that we actually never get to hear. 
And mm-hmm. I, in that, I agree with Janet. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would be fine with them just telling those stories and not needing Harry there to be part of it. Right? Like, I don't, I, I still think that there, I, and I absolutely think there is too much Harry in Egypt. You're like, you know what? Stan, whose name I just learned again, is <laughs> enough of a connection to me. It's Blake. I, honestly, I keep thinking of him as Blake Harrison and then having to remember that his character's name is Stan. <laughs> because I know that his, I know that the actor is Blake. I mean, I want like for me, I guess as I can say this is I'm the only one who has to see the rest of it. I want more of the Africa storyline just because I think that's mm-hmm. really interesting, mm-hmm. and all the characters are extremely good looking. Um, so that doesn't hurt. I want always. I want more Rubina. Always. I feel like I've gotten the vibe from the trailers that uh, Mark Bonner from Guilt is going to show up at some point, and I've gotten does, the vibe yes. from the trailers that they're going to be a thing and. I don't know how I'm gonna. I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that because I am still very sad. He he's your he's your he's your new ship. He's your new Is, ship. Do, I I don't know. I don't know how I'm gonna, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this. I want joy and happiness for Rubina always, but I also really liked her and Lois's dad. So okay, we'll he's he's not okay. First of all, he's not an upper class twit in the way that uh in the way that 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 you might fear. He mm-hmm. is also sort of he's got the same kind of working class vein that, earthy, that an earthy vibe. Yeah, that that they tried to keep that. Well, he's he's with MI five, so he could take on any sort of identity he wanted to. I feel like Rabita could def be an MI five. Anyway, I think you'll. I, I think you might ship it. I actually really. Um, I feel like in season one there was a lot of Kaja that I could sort of take or leave because I feel like the show mm-hmm. did a really like disservice to her by the way it kind mm-hmm. of put her up um like up against lois and there was just some vibes there that i was not into but i really enjoyed her in this episode i enjoy her i i enjoy this sort of i mean i i obviously we should regret the circumstances that have like formed her into this into mm-hmm. what she is now but i really like this version of her and i like her standing up for herself and mm-hmm. i don't know i feel she deserved better than harry yeah um i think and again, no spoilers, but I think that the days okay, one of the one of the problems with Kazia in season one is that more than once we got an episode where she simply didn't show up until the very end and then she killed a Nazi and then we moved on. Like and it was mm-hmm. almost like, Oh, remember that she's over there killing Nazis? Yeah, okay, we gotta move on. Now we we ran out of time. Right? And mm-hmm. that was sort of like a thing that kept happening is we didn't get we didn't actually get any of her point of view. We were just reminded that she's out there killing Nazis and we moved on. In mm-hmm. this season, that doesn't happen. She is always given meat. And that mm-hmm. she has some of the most satisfying stuff to do to work through the experiences she had. And again, this is another thing that you never really... We don't... When we see soldiers come home from war, especially in mm-hmm. World War II stories, they're men. Mm-hmm. We don't see women grappling with this. We don't see mm-hmm. women because men are coming home and they have to, well, I have to go and, 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 and support my family. And all I mm-hmm. ever knew was how to be a soldier and kill things. She's not even asked to support a family. She's being asked to be the nurturer. And all she knows how to do is kill things. Yeah. And that is a really different angle. It's the same story from a different angle. And it's really effective. Yeah. Well, well, it's interesting because... In Manchester, you you have three very strong women who all want to go their own way. Mm-hmm. Lois wants something, um, and um, and I think I think she's going to get it. And Kasia, I mean, Kasia knows what she is, and um, 
And so and so does Lewis. And I love that Lewis had that insight about Kasia that she had to tell Harry about. Well, of course, she had to t- tell Harry about it. But it's like do you, she's been out there changing the world and you expect her to just settle down in Cheshire and be happy going to the WI with Rabina and helping Jan with his homework. I mean, this this woman fought. She needs to go back. Or at least do or at least do something that's more, you know, that's just something rather mm. than sitting in Ravina's house. Yeah. Well, this this brings me actually to something I sort of hesitate to bring up, but they really have sort of played fast and loose with historical facts uh um regarding Lewis, because first of all, Lewis was singing for Ensign with an enormous pregnant belly and no ring on her finger. Yes, yes, yes. We, we 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 did talk about that in season one that 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 she was basically being allowed to do things she would never. Right. But you know, like honestly, in the same way that I'm sort of like, what the heck? Tom was like dead, and now he's. Yeah. Excuse my language. Right. Yes. Yeah. But also that um, Lois has a baby now. Um, everybody had everything was very everybody's very regimented. remarkably chill about the single mother thing. Yes, yes, right. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it would have been on her records because single mothers got um, more rations. Well, well, not single mothers, mothers, any mothers got rations, and she would not have been allowed to volunteer for the ambulance because she had a baby. Hmm. And, and I don't think she could have hidden it. And in fact, mobilization of women didn't um, start until the end of 1941. But I'm hmm. sure there were a lot of women out there like Cassia and 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 like Lois who really want to do something important and put themselves in danger and, and uh, do something for their country. And I'm glad that we're getting that. I have a question, actually, and this is one of those things that I, I, I the show didn't really answer for me, um, but I was hoping it would in this episode, especially um, because she had a fiance. Can she pass the baby off as almost legitimate? No. Mm. Okay. No, I was but just... I think she was like super pregnant before Vernon was on the scene. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And I know that. But you know, like, well, I, I was, I was, I was engaged to get married, and 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 it was gonna be, and it was gonna be legitimate. But then he died. Like mm-hmm. that. No, that's still not okay. Okay. I was just curious if that would, if that, if that excuse was bought in in World War Two. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, they're really chill about her being a single mom who is unmarried and who knows who the father of her baby is and everybody is fine hanging out this is very it's very modern yeah anyway i just i that was just a thing i i kind of wondered if she could get away with but no no <laughs> um well i think uh that is us right up or over a little bit on time actually but don't worry um we will be coming back to talk about the rest of the season uh a little bit later this year this is the only show that gets two two episodes for the rest of the year like everybody else (laughs) is getting one this one still gets two because there's just so much yeah we're gonna come back to it and by that point i will have actually seen all of it so i can be cool or whatever (laughs) but uh (laughs) but uh janet thank you as always for joining us oh my pleasure thank you for inviting me um, and tell everybody where they can find you and your writing online. Oh, I'm on Facebook um, under 
Uh, I have two accounts. I have Janet Mullaney, which I put pictures of my yard in, and Janet Mullaney Writer, where I don't really put anything. I, I do occasionally put in links to um, my pieces. Um, and uh, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not very happy at Twitter. I don't think anyone is. But I am around. And I like to see pictures of people's pets and gardens. Um, obviously. Annie, <laughs> your turn. Uh, let's see. I am at Annie Bundle on your social media of choice, though mostly at this point that is Blue Sky because that seems to be where we're all going. Uh, I am the associate editor here at Television, and I also freelance around the web, um, including uh, places like MSNBC where I wrote about Taylor Swift's eras and how you should go see it because it's joyous to be in an audience where everybody is singing along. It's just <laughs> great. Um, even if Stop Making Sense was still the better movie because i mean seriously um, did like you, did you wear a costume did you go to screening i i went to screening and um i i i, I wore pink it was great um I, I it wasn't barbie pink it was just bright pink but it was still it was a happy experience just i especially this week with with the war and everything i just needed that like i can't tell you how much i freaking needed that anyway mm. um uh, uh, yeah. Um, so that's basically me. Um, and if you want to know what I wrote this week, just Google me. Yeah. Huzzah. Um, I am Lacey MB on Twitter and virtually every other social media platform. I have not seen the Eras Tour film and will not see it until next weekend. So I guess I can come up with an outfit before then. I don't know. Yes, you can. Uh, if you just want the slide in the pod, we are on social media at Tele underscore Visions on Twitter and Televisions blog, all one word on Facebook. If you like what we do, visit us at televisions.org for our latest news updates, reviews, listicles, recaps, I don't know, thinky pieces, whatever we whatever we vomited up mentally today. <laughs> and uh, if you really like what we do, there's a donate button up top where you can help us keep doing more of it and in the process get access to PBS Passport. Uh, by which you can watch the entire rest of World on Fire Season 2 right now, um, which I guess I myself will have to go and do, since everyone else has already done it. Uh, that is our show. It is uh, peak fall here in the D.C. area. It's pretty nice. It's our it's our little window of, of niceness before it becomes horrible again. Uh, go out, do some fall-esque activity. Get a pumpkin spice latte. Go to... I don't know, a pumpkin patch or whatever. Halloween is coming. Get your costumes ready. And also make sure that you get your flu shot and your COVID booster if you are eligible for either of those things. Because winter is literally coming and I don't want to catch vile things. And neither should any of you. Uh, that is our show. Thanks for listening as always. We appreciate each and every one of you. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>